Here we go. Finally, covering the winner of the Review Review Tournament of Random Movies 4. We're talking about Tom Cruise. We're talking about a fresh-faced Renee Zellweger. And, of course, we're talking about the Oscar-winning performance of Cuba a Gooden a Jr. We're talking about the 1996 90s classic film Jerry Maguire. How did it stack up to ya boys? Find <laughs> out on a very... You had me at hello edition of the review. Review... Troy, I love this show, and I know what you're going to say, but I love this show. I love this show for what it wants to be, and I love this show for what it almost is, Troy. I love this show. I love this show. I love this show. She lived you in Shoplift the pooty. <laughs> oh, I had to do that. Uh, in case you didn't catch on, Troy, I was also playing the intro to Secret Garden while I was saying that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, good. Oh, that's going to, and it worked perfect, too. I can't tune wait in, to Tune into back. the show, Troy. It, it's I'll definitely, back, I had sweet. to hold back a massive amount of laughter because I hit it spot on. Uh, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two <laughs> small-town dudes give you our big show-me-the-money opinions. I'm Troy, to the max extreme. I am Jerry! <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> Jerry, bring on the phone! Sweet. Jerry! I don't know how long this bit's going. <laughs> oh, I've been playing Secret Garden again. <laughs> God damn <laughs> Uh, we are doing our winner of our tourney four at the end of our a little show here. Uh, but before we get to the end, I don't want to jump right to the spoilers, right no! to the end. No, no. We got to build up a little thing Troy, here. stop it. <laughs> build up a little. Stop. <laughs> are you secret gardening me right now? I, I've been secret gardening <laughs> you the whole time. Uh, before we get to there, let's, uh, let's warm up the, uh, chops with a little bit of news of the week. Uh, starting with, did you see that uh, Shaggy has had a, a quite a bit of a revolution this what? last week? Shaggy, starting a revolution? Well, he, no, not starting one, but he had like this huge upsurgence in popularity over the last week. Uh, no. Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, I thought you meant Shaggy like the singer, like it wasn't not, me. <laughs> no, not, not that Shaggy. <laughs> Mystery Machine Shaggy. It wasn't him? <laughs> it wasn't him. <laughs> Uh, but he caught me on camera. <laughs> Just, I don't know where this came from, but it got so big that people are pining for him to be in Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> With Ed Boon even re retweeting the creator of Mortal Kombat saying like, oh, if only we had some Scooby Snacks or something in the game or something oh to that effect. Oh my god. I would play the shit out of Shaggy. <laughs> right? I think it's an odd idea, but Sonic I Scoob. would love that. Like, his finisher, he just, like, 
makes somebody into a big sandwich and then squishes them down and eats them. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Can you imagine that? Or unleashes a a Scooby Doo hellhound on them? (laughs) Yeah, and it just tears them up. (laughs) And he, like, lights a joint and hops to the mystery machine and burns that on their face. Get your Snooby snack. (laughs) Oh my god, that'd be awesome if he hollowed someone out and made him into a bomb. Just sticks a pipe right in their skull and then lights it up. Oh my god! Oh, that'd be so good. So anyway, that's I don't know where it came from or how it started. I meant to look it up, but I'm like everything I found. I'm like that. That's not it. It's just loops back to Mortal Kombat, and I can't find its origin. Somebody give me the origin. I want to know. I'm dead curious. Oh man, something else I'm dead curious on JT. Yeah, the new Hobbs and Shaw trailer. <gasps> It's dropping, so says The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that oh, is. Oh, okay, good. Not he the movie. his full name, thank God. <laughs> Not the movie starring <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> but uh, that movie trailer is going to be dropping, supposedly, this Friday. Oh, boy. So if you're a I can't wait. F&F head, <laughs> look out for its spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw. It's trailer dropping this Friday. Can't wait. Heard that uh, Roman Reigns is going to be in it. Oh, really? As uh, The Rock's brother. Okay. Yeah. Not that big of a stretch, really. No, I mean, they're cousins. <laughs> so, it's like one step removed, really. Yeah, it's true. Well, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Jump into that acting pool. Do it. Why not? Everybody else is. <laughs> I don't know what that was Hey, going. he might be. Who knows? He might He might rank number number two behind uh, Batista as That's our right. favorite wrestling that's right. Where does the wrestling act? Where, where do those? Where does it stand right now? Right now, Batista number one, obviously. Yeah, Roman Reigns possibly number two. Possible number two, <laughs> then The Rock, then The Rock, <laughs> then probably John Cena, and then John Cena. I mean, and then, and then Hulk Hogan. Oh, and then Hulk Hogan, right? right yeah, right, right, right. I'd say Cena's better than Hogan. Hogan is oof, dog shit. We need to watch that Mister Nanny sometime. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> We'll see, won't we? I don't know. I haven't seen... Well, I don't know. Maybe The Miz might be pretty good in those Marine sequels that he's always in. Well, he does tout himself as quite the actor. So maybe nice. we'll put him at number three, bumping down the rock. Okay. <laughs> he's quarreling, quarreling with Roman Reigns at number two. Right. We'll leave the number four... No. Uh, we'll leave the number five spot open. Then John Cena. Okay. <laughs> And then Hulk Hogan. For the for the eventual person that's better than John Cena, we'll leave that open. Yeah. That's how the stands go right now, yeah. as you know, all as, right, as the right, world Troy, has it. Go through the entire list to Secret Garden. <laughs> go for it. Okay. Now. Okay, first we have Dave Batista, number one. Number two, obviously, Roman Reigns. Number three. Is that Ms. 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 Nannan, or whatever his name is? Number four, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Number five is open. Number... There it is. I don't know. You got it. Great. We're done. Great. Obviously. We got it. Oh, my God. I love this bit already. Uh, JT, Tom Hanks is done. What? With filming... Toy Story oh, 4. God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. You scared me. I'm sorry. I meant to put a little drama in there just you to get, scared me. keep you on the edge of your seat, JT. Okay. Thank but God. he has officially wrapped Toy Story 4. Uh, that emotional send-off 
that we thought was going to be ending with Toy Story 3. Yeah. But now they're adding another one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Make that money, baby. <laughs> so let's see how that's going to be uh, at the end of this year, right? That's coming out yeah. this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Coming out in the summer. All right. At the middle of the year. Yeah. In the Mid- middle of the middle year. Of the, middle of the end. Yeah. Seems kind of close that they're just now wrapping up on it. Yeah. Well, maybe they just had like some post. Yeah, maybe. Uh, some re- re- re-voices. Records. Re-records. That's the- re- re- re-records. Re-records. So anyway, check uh, check out Tom Hanks in that movie. <laughs> he might be good. Uh, rumor is, JT. Yes. Following the end of Endgame. Yeah. Colon Avengers. Yeah. Endgame. Endgame. Avengers. Endgame. Colon. Colon. Four. <laughs> Uh, a rumor is that a certain mutant may be at the end of that movie, teasing oh. the next phase of Marvel movies. Oh. <laughs> that mutant being, obviously, Wolverine. Sabretooth. No, no not Sabretooth, you fool! Uh, Wolverine. Okay. It's, it's rumored to be in the, uh, the end credits there. I want to highly contest this. First of all... The Fox deal hasn't even really gone through yet. Yeah. And the movie's out in two months. Disney's going to play it. Just try and stop us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, they're still wrapping up the X-Men movies. Yeah. After Endgame comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would highly doubt they would reuse Hugh Jackman. Because that would throw no. too much yeah, they're not gonna use questions in the mix. Man. You yeah. know what it what happened when Homecoming threw out one date and it fucked everyone all up yeah. for forever? No, I always thought, and it probably won't happen because he's very flush into the Sony Spider-Man universe, but I always thought Tom Hardy would be a really good Wolverine. Yeah, that'd be all right. Because he's, he's like shorter, stocky, and yeah. like he's like... Built, but he's like a like a, a stocky built. Yeah, I'd be into that. Why not? Too bad he's Venom. But, but he's Venom. Got a, he's got a weird Too, accent instead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm Wolverine. I'm a reporter. <laughs> yeah. uh, Why is Wolverine a reporter too? <laughs> Everyone's a reporter. They got their ear to the ground. Here, <laughs> if, if Tom Hardy's playing you, you're gonna be a reporter. Uh, JT, something is rotten. In the state of Universal Pictures. Oh, no. The Dark Universe is now dead. Officially. Really? Stamp deceased on those papers. The Dark Universe... The yeah. Dark Universe is no more. Are you sure? Fairly certain. Because I know... I bet I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Because so, I heard that they're going ahead with the Invisible Man... But they're doing it with Blumhouse. Oh. And they're doing a joint thing. And everything that they have set up so far Spike with that joint? Yeah. With that uh <laughs> with uh that whole group picture that's a huge embarrassment with all those dudes in it. Yeah. Means nothing. Yeah. Johnny Depp is not making his he's not nope. the invisible man. Yep. So he's gone. Russell Crowe has to hold another invisible person's hand. <laughs> yep. Uh, Tom Cruise wearing a t-shirt in a different picture. Uh, the mummy. He went back to Mission Impossible, so. <laughs> Javier Bardem was there for a reason. I don't remember why. Yeah, was he Frankenstein? Was he yeah, I think he was, Fra- yeah, I think he was Frankenstein. 
It's a monster. Right. <laughs> He's a Frankenstein. It's a monster. monster. Right. Got it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Blumhouse is going to be taking up those reins and possibly uh, trying to turn a profit on them at least by spending maybe uh, a remake, quarter of gonna, the budget. They're going to remake Hollow Man. <laughs> yeah. First of all, they'll probably remake The Mummy. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> uh, no, I, I. but I did hear that they were going to go with The Invisible Man for their first uh, little joint venture yeah. there. But then I think Blumhouse... Uh, well, I don't. I think Universal still owns the rights to those monsters. But the monsters are public domain. So they can really do whatever they want. Anyone can use a Dracula. It's true. Anyone can use a Frankenstein. This monster. The monster. <laughs> the man. No. No deal. Frankenstein yeah. the man? No. No. Come on. See, copyright. You gotta keep that. You gotta... <laughs> gotta, gotta not t- no touch that. No touch. No touching. No touch. <laughs> no touching. No touching. <laughs> uh... Uh, d- uh, so that's the end of that bit of news here. I got one more thing here. Okay. Uh, do you have the DC Universe streaming service, JT? You know I don't. <laughs> well, if you happened to have it, uh, you would, uh, have seen that DC has doubled down on their, uh, available titles to read. Uh-oh. Uh, and that also coincides with them just a couple weeks ago actually dropping all their titles to be available on Comixology Unlimited as well. Yeah. So that's a big deal. I don't know where they were before this and why they never did that, but it's a good thing for people who love DC. Have you got that app? You should also be watching Titans and I guess the Doom Patrol that is coming up fairly soon. Okay. I haven't watched any of it, (laughs) but I got something to bring up similar to that. Okay. In the end uh, end of the show. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all my news. (laughs) I guess I do that to you enough, so that's fair. Uh, Troy. Yeah. The Batman movie. Yes, it the Matt finally, Reeves one. It finally has a release date. Oh. Summer of 2021. Look out, summer. <laughs> yeah. Here comes Batman. And another thing that has been foretold is that it will not have Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Right. He's out. Completely out now. Get out of here, Affleck. Yeah. And, oh, I, I don't have a date. It's set for June 25th Whoa. of 2021. Summer release. Sweet deal. I also uh, saw a little snippet of that as well, that they're going to be uh, making uh, not so much an action-y adventure, but more of a detective adventure, uh, where he's using his detection skills more than just punching the Joker in the face. Well, good. Yeah. Starting out, maybe a a bit younger Batman. Yeah. Matt Reeves is a good dude. He's done good stuff. Give it to me. Give it to me, Maddie. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me, Ma- Maddie boy. Give it to me, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Troy, another franchise I know you love is Rush Hour. <laughs> Don't ever touch a black man's radio. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese food. No soul food here. <laughs> Actually says that he's going to kick someone's sweet and sour chicken ass at one point as well. Rush Hour. Check it out. 
What a ride you were taking me on just now with all these semi-racist. Wipe yourself off. You did. Uh, Anyways, Chris Tucker confirming uh-huh. there's going to be a Rush Hour 4. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. God. How? Where? <laughs> what? <laughs> first of all, question the first. Yeah. Where has Chris Tucker been? I don't know. I think he did a stand-up special for Netflix once. I think I watched once? 10 minutes of it and it sucked. Question two. Yeah. How is Jackie Chan still alive? And why would he want to do this? He rakes in a ton of money in China. He doesn't know. have to even come to America. Oh, shit. That's it. Those are all my questions. All right. Oh, and then I guess three, why? <laughs> why would you want to do this? That's it. Yeah, that's... I can't I can't answer, Troy. All right. I can't answer. The I people just... are clamoring for more Rush Hour. Well, I'm just putting it out into the void. So they want anyone... more... Lee! <laughs> If anyone has any of those answers, just uh, give them to me. Okay, give it to give it to Troy. <laughs> give it to me, Maddie. <laughs> give it to me, Maddie. <laughs> uh, talking about another franchise, I'm sure you're clamoring for Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner Brothers is on the heels of making a live action Hot Wheels movie. Ooh. Great. I thought that was called Fast and the Furious, but all right, <laughs> here we go. Uh, cool. I guess. <laughs> or uh, is it going to be in, you probably don't know. I was no. going to say, is it going to be like the Lego movie where it's like all. Well, it's live action. Oh, live action? Yeah. Ugh. Is I it know. Disney live action where it's not live action, <laughs> yeah, it's all CGI? The cars are going to talk. <laughs> yeah. It's live action. No. no it's all no. CG. Yeah. You dipshits. <laughs> pieces of shit Quit fucking around with my feelings <sighs> yeah, who knows anyway i don't know that sucks i don't like it <laughs> well here's something that might be good okay finally uh <laughs> P- peter jackson uh, all right set to direct a documentary okay based on the making of the beatles last album let it be okay that sounds all right that'd be for that especially after seeing how fucked up it is when you're trying to make a, a film that's not like documentary based about a music, mm-hmm. a la Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am not the hugest Beatles fan. I get that they're uh, they're uh, all their work has yeah. been very influential from there forward. Yeah, and I don't discount them for that. I just it's just uh, other than their huge hits, yeah, that I like. I, I just, like, I can take or leave them. I don't know. I think this one would be fun, though, because it's, like, the making of their last album, so I'm pretty sure, like, the relationship is pretty tumultuous around this point. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see, like, a documentary about them to know more about them. Yeah. But as their music goes, I'm just, I, I could take or leave it. It doesn't make much difference to me. But I'm like that with, like, a ton of other artists, too. I'm just not secluding the Beatles off to this one little corner of my... Yeah. You just criticism. You just hate the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, I just hate the Beatles. Okay, good. I mean, they suck. What are they doing walking across that road? They're just a bunch of British, limey pieces of shit. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about the Beatles? <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I'm just doing a little uh, comedy here. I I don't want to be ripped apart online for just hating the Beatles. I just don't care about the Beatles. There, said it. Oh, uh, I I was just a big fan of you. <laughs> 
having to reiterate to people you're doing comedy. <laughs> I want I want like a comedian to be like that. And just just hold, hold hold on real tight, everybody. I'm just gonna do a little comedy here. Real quick. <laughs> do a little comedy. I would laugh <laughs> my ass off if a comedian did that. All right, just just a uh, you just don't mind. A, I'm gonna do a little comedy. Just brace yourself, everybody. I'm about ready to do a little comedy. Here. Just... <laughs> See, I think it's working. It's working on me. It's not like a captain on a. Uh, brace, brace yourselves. We're about to experience. You're about to experience a little comedy. Follow me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we got some here, Troy. Well, we got. Write this down. <laughs> Put it in our set. Uh, Troy, ever seen Candyman? Nope. The horror film. Nope. I, I just know it's a dude that has like a. Isn't he full of bees or yeah, something? Yeah, he's got a beehive in his chest. <laughs> I don't know and why he's like, called the Candyman. I think if you say his name like three times or some shit, he comes up. You know, he's got a hook for a hand. Oh. I thought that was the, uh... I know what you did last summer guy. Didn't he have a well, hook for a hand? Well, he has a hand? hook for a hand, too. Ah. Uh, hook for a hand is really popular. Uh, well, I guess. <laughs> well, anyways, Jordan Peele uh-huh. remaking Candyman. And he even has casted his titular Candyman. Uh-huh. Lakeith Stansfield. Okay. All right. So there, yeah, I go. Um. Also coming out with that Twilight Zone pretty soon. Yeah, I, I saw some a little bit on that too. I think it's like coming out in April. But it's on CBS All Access. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Troy's now seething. <laughs> well. Looks like I won't be watching it, Peel. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, Troy. I'll try and try and uh, make you feel better with a little comedy here. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> you Perks can't deny it. Right up. What do you think about these Budweiser copper loggers? I mean, I can tell they're a bit stronger, but I don't know. I don't think I'm, I'm a not, fan of them. I'm not the biggest fan either, but hey, gets the job done. I suppose you're right. Daddy needs his medicine. Daddy needs his medicine. Uh, yeah. Mm. I think it's a limited release. They're just like straight Budweiser's in a, uh, aged in a Jim Beam barrel. So. A hot dog. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But 6.2% alcohol. Mm. And they come in these little, uh, small little grenade bottles, which is fun. Nom nom nom. Anyway, but it's not so tasty. I don't know. To me, it just doesn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not do the much. best. Anyway, not the best. Speaking of not the best, Troy Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they're about to get a TV series on Sci-Fi. Mm. Being made by the original creators. Okay. Of Chucky. All right. Sounds bad. I never. Yeah. I hate Chucky. I don't understand how he could be scary. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember Bride of Chucky. <laughs> oh, I remember Bride of Chucky. John Ritter getting killed with a nail gun. And then uh, two dolls having sex. It looks mm-hmm. like two babies having sex. Yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked. <laughs> it, is... it, you're, it looks like you're literally watching two toddlers fuck each other. It's screwed up, man. It's... I mean, just fucking hit him with a broom. Yeah. <laughs> That movie might have just slightly less baby ass than Boss Baby. <laughs> catch catch, catch our that Monday on, catch show. Our Monday. We'll, we'll talk about that near the end. Um, <laughs> Troy, 
that Morbius film. Oh yeah, Jared Leto starring Sony. in it. We're looking forward to that. You bet. Can't wait. <laughs> but they have good comedy. <laughs> they have someone starring in the film with Jared Leto that might pique our interest a bit more. Liam Neeson. No. <laughs> It's another Maddie boy, Matt Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. From the uh, from the Doctor Who, you played Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. I'm into it. I suppose. I guess I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what to think about this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's an odd idea for a standalone film. Yeah. If they're not gonna have Spider-Man in it, like who cares? I don't know. Especially like we've seen enough vampire films and jared leto sometimes it's just like what the fuck i don't know i don't know <laughs> he's just gonna just do the joker again <laughs> oh boy just as damaged on the top of his head this says vampire on the top of his head <laughs> yeah but with a y in it because it's edgy <laughs> he's cool <laughs> <sighs> so get, look, look forward to that morbius god coming yeah, up any good news in there i'm trying troy I uh, got some Kevin Smith news. Uh, is it about the Snyder Cut? No, it's not about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I just saw something about that before we started. I'm like, fuck the Snyder Cut. <laughs> it's not going to be good. It doesn't exist. <laughs> anyway, go on. Uh, well, we brought up Kevin Smith not too long ago. Right. When we uh, revisited his our review of Tusk. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and go back and check that out from one of our Monday shows. Yeah. But uh, Kevin Smith now working on a reboot of something else that is near and dear to his heart. Jay and Silent Bob. Oh. I guess he's remaking. He's, well, not remaking. I guess he's making a glorified sequel to the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Okay. Through uh, Saban Films. Oh, Saban. 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 Oh, all right. So, yeah, we'll see how that works. Did you see that the El Rey Network did a whole day dedicated to Kevin Smith films? No. Like, uh, might not have been every single one of his films, but every one that had uh, Jay and Silent Bob in it played back to back to back. It was like a full 24 hours. Jesus. Yeah. I have no idea why that happened. Maybe it was, maybe, he's probably friends with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, Because I think sure. he owns that network. <clears throat> yeah, I can see that. But, uh, anyway, thought that was strange. That happened this last week. Throw that in the news and smoke it. <laughs> Just like Jane, Silent Bob. Right on, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's all my news. Great! Anybody have anything that died? <laughs> anything? That, no, <laughs> I don't... I'm sure some people died in this cold. My God. My God. Are you kidding me yeah. today with that polar my vortex? Yeah, are you kidding me? Being here in that Midwest, we got hammered today. Yeah. It blows, uh, it blows, uh, well, as, uh, as blows Neil, goats. <laughs> as, as Neil requested, it was definitely pig shit today. <laughs> it was, we are knee deep in frozen pig shit outside. Yeah. <laughs> it was. At one point, felt like negative 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. It should never be that cold ever. Like, all of our town just shut down. The post office didn't deliver. Nothing was open. Yeah, our banks were shut down. All of it was just shut down. I didn't go to work today. 
because I am not going to tell you where I work. <laughs> but I <laughs> come on, Troy. <laughs> I almost divulged in a lot yeah. of details. Don't just now. don't because <laughs> if you say it, then someone's going to find your dad and throw him in a lake. He was already given. He pro- especially not survived today. It's the polar vortex. <laughs> right. So anyway, I was not going to go to work because I also work 45 minutes away. So it's a 45 minute drive. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. For what? For me to get stuck out there? No. My car won't start again? No. I f- did eventually get my car to start today. Good. But it was groan inducing. Yeah. It is not. It's not fun to be outside today. No. That and I was up at 3.30 in the morning contemplating if I should go to work. So instead, I just called off and then just (laughs) weatherproofed my windows. (laughs) We are, this is like the most comfortable it's been all day right now. It's not bad in here. It's a crisp 68 degrees. Good. I can tell because I've been monitoring on Nest all day. I don't think the furnace is shut off all day, which freaks me it, out. Yeah, I'm I'm so not looking forward to my next gas bill. <laughs> oh, no, I am not either. Uh, I went and looked back to the history on my Nest app in the last couple days, because I have two furnaces, one for each side of the house. Yeah. And the one was on for 23 hours. <sighs> and I'm like, fuck me. And it doesn't even get that warm over here. Yeah. I don't know if there's a fan broken somewhere that somebody come take a look at, but it just like slowly belches heat out of the registers here. Yeah. It doesn't push any heat out. <sighs> so anyway, I woke up in a nervous panic last night that I'm like, if my furnace has been on for that long, will it burn my house down? That's what was going through my head. So I woke up in a sweat trying to get this room up to temperature so my third for my uh furnace could just shut down for like 20 minutes yeah that's it yeah i don't think it ever did but man. who knows man anyway polar vortex well if your house burns down troy you're always welcome at my place that's comforting thank you i appreciate that also <laughs> i would be a cripplingly sad mm. my house just burned down i know can, but, the, lady, can know. the ladies come oh yeah okay we got a guest room you guys can stay in there <laughs> Perfect. Do you want another one? Do you want yeah. something else? I'll take whatever. I mean, if you're getting rid of them, I'll take one. All right. Well, I'll give you one of these. Okay. Splendid. Anyway, that's what's uh, going on. So that's yeah. done. It's done. Great. Speaking of, it's done, Troy. Oh, it's done. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. How'd we? How'd we stumble <laughs> that one? It's pros at the show by this point. Yeah. Right? Uh, what kind of, what kind of trailers are we dealing with today, JT? I got two. I also have two. Oh my God. Oh my. I think I took the, took the talking stick last time. Do you want to just dive in? Oh, I can, I can. I'll I chime can, in? I can talk. Uh, we have the first official trailer for Matthew McConaughey's new film, oh. The Beach Bum, Oh. which looks like Matthew McConaughey is playing what Matthew McConaughey <laughs> wants to be. <laughs> I think I, I didn't. I don't have this one, but uh, I did catch snippets of it. I think on yeah. like a Twitter. He like plays. Um, it looks like he plays a writer who just gets high and lays on a beach all day, hmm. and then just fucking just acts drunk and high all day. Oh, it's like so. What you just you just put a camera on Matthew McConaughey <laughs> for? You just made him grow his hair out and put a camera on him for fucking two weeks. There you go. Like, 
I mean, if it was only that easy to make every movie. Yeah. Really. I mean, the cast is pretty stacked, too. They have, like, Zac Efron in it and mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence is in it. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg is in it, of course. Snoop Dogg. You Snoop bet. Snoop Dogg, schnizzle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Buffett's in it. Ugh. So he's probably being racist on there. <laughs> is Jimmy Buffett racist? I know a lot of people that go to his concerts are. Oh, God. Yeah. Are you thinking of Ted Nugent? I mean, yeah, well, Teddy Nugent's racist. Yeah, I knew but that. But I remember uh, was a child bride. Uh, I remember, like, <laughs> Howard Stern would always send this guy out to, like, places to just ask people questions. And one time he sent a dude out to a Jimmy Buffett concert, and this, these, like, bros were just like, Fuck women! <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> White men are the best! They're just like, all right. <laughs> Whoa! My God, I guess I didn't expect that from a somewhat laid-back sounding Jimmy Buffett. Well, man, well, Jimmy, well, you, chances are, if it's a concert that like attracts a bunch of white dudes, you're gonna find a bad uh, batch in there somewhere. I guess you're right. I, I mean, it's just laid-back racism. Yeah, <laughs> until it's not. <laughs> until they have their white polos and tiki torches out. Yeah. Guys, I mean, any Jimmy Buffett fan probably has those. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> now I it's mean, all coming come together. Cheeseburger in Paradise? That's like a that's like a white nationalist theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, speaking of Zac Efron, I've got one, if you don't mind me chiming in, because I had a good By segue. By all means. He has put together a movie called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I wanted to see the trailer. I didn't get around to it, though. It's uh, a Ted, uh, about the life of Ted Bundy. Yeah. And he's playing the titular Ted Bundy. Yes. Um, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. Like, they... I've been pretty impressed with Zac Efron lately. Oh, he's good. Because when he was first coming to, like, be around in movies and stuff, I'm like, yeah, he's just dead in the eyes i i don't know like i just couldn't get behind him but now i he's like really turned me around yeah and i think he looks really good in this yeah netflix just put out like a thing where it, they put out like uh they like call it the confession tapes and they did one oh, on I ted saw bundy a bit of that. yeah and yeah me and molly watched a couple episodes of it and it's pretty good well, i didn't watch it i just saw that it was on there i kind of want to check it out um maybe i will if i go check this out but it looks the trailer i think is misleading in tone but it uh looks like a good movie regardless gotcha it makes it look like a not like an actiony set piece but like more like in your face kind of deal when yeah. i think it when you actually see it, it'll be more like a pl- played back yeah a little bit more but anyway regardless zach efron looks like a million bucks in i know itself. i i really want to see that movie the house that jack built that mm-hmm. Lars von Schur movie about a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. But I've been hearing so much shit about how it's just almost gross how fucking graphic it gets. Ugh. So I'm like, oh, man. I'm hot and cold with Lars von Trier stuff. He, all this shit is super freaky. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like it. But, yeah, if it's going to be like, <laughs> like, like almost like borderline human centipede gross... <laughs> <laughs> like I heard there's like a scene where like he cuts off a chick's like tits and then makes a purse out of them. <sighs> like god. I don't know if I want to see that, but I don't know. I just want to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you ever see the third Human Centipede movie? No, but I heard it's just gross. Uh, like it's like nothing but just just grossness. Yeah. 
I saw the second one, and I was like, there's stuff they did in that. I'm just like, I don't want to watch that. Because yeah, the third one, he makes like a human centipede out of like 200 people or yeah, some prisoners shit. prisoners or something yeah. like that. I mean, I think it's a fun premise, like, for a horror movie. It's so fun. It's so fun. But, I mean, like, getting sewed ass to mouth. <laughs> it's a fun premise. Like, you don't see it. It's, like, just body horror and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, the first one, I like I like the first one. Mm-hmm. Just because they just play on, like, yeah, this is fucked. Yeah. They don't really, like, go, like, the extra mile where they, like, try and make you, like, just fucking puke yeah. for how it's, gross it is. It's a gross premise but it's not i don't think terribly graphic no it's it's still gross like the graphicness of it is just like seeing like oh my god i'm imagining you shitting in this person's mouth right but you never see it you don't see it but in the second one hear it (laughs) it's just gross (laughs) the second one it's grosser by a long shot and way more offensive yeah like, don't you say, like, he, like, he's, like, gets impatient and, like, feeds them laxatives, so they just start shitting all over each other. And he doesn't even, <laughs> like, have the patience to sew. He just staples their mouth to oh, their butts. God. Yeah. And he, like, take, he takes their front teeth out by just hitting them with hammers. Ah. Oh. And it's, like, and you see it all. <laughs> it's just, like, and that's not even, like, the worst part of it. Because I was kind of, like, in store for that. It's just, like... There's a part at the... I don't even want to say it. Like, I'll just tell you off the thing. Oh, is, it's that, like, is that about the, the woman? Yeah. The prank? Yeah, there's, yeah. I heard about that. It's, it's fucked yeah. up. It's <laughs> fucked up. So anyway, why do we even get on this subject? <laughs> Jeff, the, the Ted Bundy movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ted Bundy. Looks good. <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, here, uh, describe the end of Human Centipede 2. I'll, 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 I'll secret garden you. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I don't want to even say it. I don't want to do it. Um, What was your other trailer? Did we already get to that yet? Uh, no, I... Uh, oh, yeah. I, um, The other one that I saw was a uh, small trailer for The Boys on Amazon. Oh, they yeah. put a new one out. Yeah. And uh, they showed a little bit more action in it, and it looks good. Yeah. I'm actually really pumped for it. It looks like it's really well made. Yeah. I was, um, I don't know what I was really expecting when it was first announced, especially with that it was through Amazon. Because mm-hmm. I have already watched The Tick. Yeah. And I kind of had that in mind. Yeah. As well as that show Powers that came out from the yeah. PlayStation Network. I know, like, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have, like, a little bit of uh, hand in this, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes me more hopeful. Like, it, yeah. de- it it gives me more of a preacher feel than it does anything else. Right, and that's when I saw this, I, it, like, calmed a bit of my woes. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want to see that. Even though, like, I was kind of hot and cold with, uh, like, half the series, because uh, I've never finished it. I have it all. If you ever wanted to borrow it, if you got into it, I yeah. have it all. Yeah. But uh, I am pretty, I am pretty into uh, checking out that orgy planet. That you volume keep five, about. <laughs> volume five, hero gasm. That's what it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyway, I, I, I do want to check it out though. So I want to see if they divulge into a little bit and take a little bit of liberties with it because I think it's a series that you kind of can. There's like a plot line that goes all the way through. 
but it's like something that you can just kind of pick and choose what you want to take and then just kind of read kind of do whatever you want gotcha yeah so it's kind of fun um the other one that i had is like the quick little teaser of the birds of prey okay do you see that no Harley, it, it doesn't do really anything okay but it like has Mongo robbie as her uh harley quinn character oh she's just... gonna be in birds of prey mm-hmm. oh shit um and so she's just kind of oh yeah i kept thinking it was a fucking tv show but yeah the movie yeah the yeah the movie and it's uh it's just kind of her dancing around in like a big tasseled thing kind of getting like setting a tone for what the movie's gonna be it doesn't really do anything besides like really do that it's mm-hmm. only 30 seconds long but i was actually surprised to see something from it that's the only reason i wanted to bring it up i was like i didn't even know this is going in to production yet i guess Unless we've already said something about that it was going to production and I've completely <laughs> forgotten, which that could be definitely the case. So, anyway, check it out on YouTube. It's already got like a 1.3 million views. God, of course. <laughs> Jesus. Let's just watch Margot Robbie dresses Harley Quinn dance. Yeah, for a legit maybe 15 seconds. I had to watch it again. It was so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, Troy, uh, we're we're covering the winner of the review review term random movies for tonight with mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. But we should really dive into that term of random movies five, right? To see who moves on and what is our next matchup. Yes. Did you see one Troy between? I did. Uh, I, I I did. Project It was day after tomorrow. It was the day after tomorrow in a landslide. It was victory. borderline landslide. Yes. I did vote for Project Almanac. I saw there was one vote for Project <laughs> Almanac. <laughs> that was me. God. <laughs> I was thinking about it and I just like couldn't come to anything I want to see from day after tomorrow again. Whereas there's some... you don't want to see them be chased by cold. <laughs> I just saw that today, okay? I I lived it. I lived the day after tomorrow. They get tomorrow. chased by freezing in this. <laughs> so no, I don't I I don't care. I the only thing I wanted to go back and check out is that I think they do a few fun things in Project Almanac or it'd be fun to like revisit it again to see if you notice it. Like oh, with yeah. time travel and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um it's not like have you ever seen Primer? No, I keep hearing good things about it, and I think I tried to get into it, but it was super analytical in the beginning. Yeah, and I've tried like three times to watch it, and I never can get past like the first 20 minutes, because yeah. it's really slow going. Yeah. But every time like I, I, I'm curious about it, I look up on the movie, and people are like, it's slow going, it's very thought-provoking, yeah. and it makes tries to make the most sense out of time travel and it it seems like everyone is on board with it but it does take a minute for it to really get going okay and i'm like uh the first 20 minutes are so slow nothing happens yeah but i don't know what happens after it if it all like ties together or anything like that I know. but regardless um i think project almanac does like fun things where if like you pay attention in the beginning like you'll be able to notice things that they bring up later, but gotcha. Well, it's fucked whatever. now. Yeah, I mean, fuck me, right? Because we're just gonna be watch people in the polar we're vortex. Watch people in the polar vortex. <laughs> if it wins, though, because it still has to beat Children of Men. I guess you're right. The Edge, The Amazing Spider-Man, Platoon, and Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. So lots, lots of competition there. You bet there is. And still, there's still four more movies we have to talk about. Oh my! Before the end of this round. God. 
including these two, which I'll be bringing up momentarily. <laughs> we have a film from 1983, uh-huh. which features probably one of film's most famous families. Okay. And we have a film from 1990 Okay. that spotlights uh, the lifestyles of uh, Native Americans. Okay. The one from 1983. The tagline is, uh, every year, uh, I'll just keep this name blank. Okay. <laughs> takes his family on a little trip. This year, they went too far. Is it um, a European Vacation? No, Troy. It is National Lampoon's Vacation. Ah, damn it. The original okay. Vacation. Okay. Chevy I... Chase. The Griswolds. The Griswolds all, all going to Wally World. They're at it. They're at it for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it for the first time. Okay. Have you seen the original Vacation? I don't... Yes, I have. I've seen where they end up in Wally World and hold like, yeah. the... Hold <laughs> Chevy... Or hold a... Uh, um... <laughs> oh, my God. What's his name? I don't remember who it is. John it... Candy. Oh, yeah. They hold him hostage. They hold to John have, like... Candy hostage so they can ride all the rides. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I, I like it. Um, I haven't seen it in forever, though. The one I've never seen in full is Christmas Vacation. Really? I've never seen it in full. God, that one's probably the second best one. That's what I heard, but, like, I think it's just so, like, overhyped, like, during the year. It's like, oh, this is what I watch every year for Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck, I don't care. Yeah. I think European Vacation is probably the worst. I've seen that one. Uh, You know what? I've probably seen Vegas Vacation the most. Yeah, I've seen Vegas Vacation quite a bit. I think that's the one that's always like on like stars or plays yeah, on TV or something. Yeah, I remember like that, that was being played a lot when it was. So I want to say <sighs> I've probably seen them most at your house yeah. <laughs> when we were growing up. Yeah, <laughs> Ethan Embry playing Rusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right. First one, Vacation. Vacation. Got it. Second one from 1990. Uh huh. Inside everyone is a frontier waiting to be discovered. What was the the clue again? Uh, it it spotlights uh, Native Americans. Oh, uh, is it Dancing with Wolves? It is Dances with Wolves, Troy. Dances with Wolves, not Dancing with Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got it. <clears throat> so there you go, Troy. Vacation versus Dance with Wolves. All right. Did dancing <laughs> dances? <laughs> Did did Dances with Wolves win like Academy Awards and stuff? I think it was at least nominated for stuff. Okay. Hmm. I can't remember if it won or not. I know my mom and dad liked that movie, and I've seen it on, but I've never had any interest in watching it. Yeah, I know. I've never really had an interest to see it either. But in all honesty, I never had interest to watch Jerry Maguire and we watched that tonight. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe I, I, this might be one where I'll decide, like, at the moment oh, wow. on my vote. Like, what, what what my heart wants to vote with. What will Troy decide? So, everyone else, do that, too, at Review Review Pod on yeah. the Twitters. You can also probably find it at our respective pages, as we'll be retweeting that. Of course. Get dim votes. Yep. Choose between National Lampoon's Vacation and Dance with Wolves.
Not to be confused with Dancing with Wolves. Yeah, Dancing with Wolves, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the Weird Al parody. <laughs> right. Uh, shit. Well! Sequel to UHF. <laughs> right? Our first Turner Random Movies winner. Uh... Speaking of tournament random movies, let's get into the winner of Tourney 4. Let's do it. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Excuse me. Dropping my birthday. Whoa. In 1996, December 13th. My God. With a it bud- was meant to be, Troy. <laughs> it was. Uh, with a budget of $50 million. But I think in 90, 1996 money is quite a big chunk of change. Yeah, $50 million, gee, Especially for what happens in it. Yeah, like, I don't. It's like maybe where it was. They spend all that fucking I money. Don't fucking know, because really the only big actor in it is Tom Cruise. Yeah, Bonnie Hunt was asking for a fuck ton of money back then. <laughs> uh, maybe they had to pay the NFL a ton of money to use Probably. their license. Uh, anyway, I can see that the fucking greedy bitches. <laughs> uh, domestically, made one hundred and fifty three point nine million dollars, and worldwide raked in two hundred seventy three point five million dollars a little hit there did okay for itself rotten tomatoes put it at an 83 percent wow imdb at 7.3 out of 10 metacritic has it at 77 percent this was the number four movie in the box office in 1996 yeah the number nine movie worldwide in 1996 wow. and the number one rated r movie in 1996 wow. which i forgot it was rated r when i went in to watch it and then i heard all those f-bombs and asses <laughs> they even have the kids say fuck at one point <laughs> twice he there's, says it twice there's two kids that say fuck in it oh, okay there's one in the very beginning oh yeah that's right one. yeah the hockey player's dad yeah or the hockey player's kid um this Movie was, uh, had a ton of acclaim when it came out. Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. winning Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. I loved that, like, his his acceptance speech for the Oscar was pretty much the speech he gives at, like, the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, he just really just drew from the end of this movie to do his Oscar (laughs) speech. And then he went on to do Snow Dogs, or whatever it is. (laughs) Um... Uh, this also was nominated for Best Picture in 1997 at the Oscars. It was uh, had nominations for Best Actor for Tom Cruise, Best Writing for Cameron Crowe for the screenplay, Best Editing nomination. Um, the Golden Globes, uh, Tom Cruise won Best Actor in Comedy or Musical. Oh, wow. It also was up for a nomination for Best Picture for Comedy or Musical. Nomination for also for QB Gooding Jr., Best Supporting Role. And the SAG Awards. Yeah. It won uh, Cuba. 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 Won Best Supporting in that, in the All SAG right. Awards. All right. It also is nominated for Best Actor and Actress with nominations for Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. Wow. So did okay for itself in yeah. nineteen ninety six. But that's that's all that's all the critics. That's all the awards. Right. What did ya boys think? <laughs> right. Twenty three years removed. Yeah. What? Finally seeing it for the first time all the way through. <laughs> that's right. Um what is this movie about I was trying to see if I had any more facts before I went into like what the What plot is was. a Jerry Maguire? What is a Jerry Maguire, JT? <laughs> well, uh Jerry Maguire is a sports agent who uh is having a little bit of change of heart because he's realizing that 
a lot of his morals are uh, a little skewed when it comes to uh, taking care of his clients now, especially when a lot of it is more money-driven than anything. Mm -hmm. So he, he writes down a mission statement in his hotel room one night when he can't sleep and just mails it to everybody, which in turn gets him fired. <laughs> yes. And now he must go out on his own with the only with only one client remaining and a one employee who was a secretary played by Renee Zellweger where uh maybe all this time they're spending together might make some sparks fly Jerry, Jerry McGuire. That's Jerry McGuire. Jerry McGuire's. Um This movie is kind of broken up into two chunks. Yeah, I would say that there's like two different stories going on yes. simultaneously. And I liked one more than the other. I did as well. Do you want to just cuz we're just going to spoil it right now. Yeah, it's 23 years <laughs> removed. Just fucking you don't give I, a shit about this if you haven't seen it yet. I definitely like the Cuba Gooding Jr. parts more than Renee Zellweger it, parts. Exactly. Yeah. I don't understand I guess now why this is such like an acclaimed love story with I know Renee like even like you had me at hello and all that kind of stuff yeah it's funny like watching this and then listening to like the like this was like definitely like the the victim of one of those like songs where they had to throw in dialogue from the movie yeah. while they played the song <laughs> yeah and like they this song and the dialogue that they play in the song makes it seem like this whirlwind romance where they like fall yeah. in love and get married and shit but, like, you watch their relationship as it progresses, and you're like, this is not healthy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even, like, their friends around her are like, this is not no, healthy. No, <laughs> don't. You're making mistakes. Yeah. And she's like, but I love him. And they, like, frame it in, like, the song. And, like, when you hear the dialogue, like, by itself, they frame it where it's like, oh, my God, they're so madly in love. It's a whirlwind romance. Right. And, like, that's not what it is in the movie. <laughs> no, it is not. I would have been okay. Like, I don't mind that he was um, already previously engaged to somebody else and that breaks off because of, like, his decisions to go rogue yeah. in that sports agency or whatever. Yeah. And then it splits it with that. But then I could have not had that entire... I don't even know if it's, like, a B-plot or not. Because I think, like, the sports stuff would be considered the B-plot, right? Yeah. And I then the A-plot would be the yeah, it seems love interest like... stuff? Yeah. I don't know. It this whole movie feels like Cameron Crowe like wrote like the definitive date movie where it's like okay yeah you go you go to these rom coms where you're like ah oh, I wish there was something for the guys. Well, guess what? I'm giving I'm giving you something for the guys, and I'm also giving something for the gals. <laughs> He'd be a guy don't to worry. say gals. Don't worry. It's a it's a definitive date movie. You get a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. You get the sports. Then you get the love. Right. Back to back, baby. It's what I got. That's what I'm giving you. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. <laughs> at, at one point in this, I was thinking, I'm like, it's kind of a cool idea. Because normally this picture would be in Renee Zellweger's point of view. Yeah. And be like pining over like a Tom Cruise. But it's not. It's from Tom Cruise's point of view. But I almost kind of feel like all of the Renee Zellweger scenes are, like, from her point of view. Because they, yeah, they definitely focus more on her when it's her and when it's 
her and him. Right. But what I'm, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, it does do that because it like, uh, when it is focused on her, like Tom Cruise is either not even talked about really. Well, no, only exclusively talked about, but yeah. it is, it's not like, uh, just singly following Tom Cruise. Yeah. But when it's not on her at all, like only at certain points is she even talked about oh, and that's yeah. only near the end with like, and he's talking to Q- uh, Cuba. Yeah. I wonder if this, I wonder if this would pass the Bechdel test. I don't, well, <laughs> I don't think it would. No. Cause I'm a, trying to, I'm trying to think, yeah. I don't think it would at any given point in time. Anyone is talking about Jerry Maguire. Pretty much. <laughs> Everyone is pining over him. This and, is borderline like sports, sports agent, top gun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the beginning. Everyone is pining over his ass in the beginning of this movie. Right. Which I, okay, well, I know he made this huge manifesto or whatever. Yeah. In the beginning. I also found it weird that they wanted to fire him because he's a good agent. Yeah. And he brings in a lot of money, I'm assuming, from all these sports people. Yeah. At one point, I think he said he had 73 clients to himself. Yeah. And I find that odd that they would want to let him go because of just that one thing. Well, I can kind of see it. I think they're really trying to play up where it's like he's pitching that they should like focus on more players, which means they should have less clients, which means less money. Yeah. And they don't want that idea spreading because mm-hmm. they feel like this company has now broken down to where now they just care about making as much money as possible. Yeah. I also like the fact too, that Tom Cruise isn't like a, like Gordon Gecko or like a Patrick Bateman type character. Yeah. He always like, he kind of is in the very first like 10 minutes until that kid tells him, fuck you. Yeah. And then he like has like a change of heart where like, then he writes that like his whole like memo or whatever. Yeah. And then he totally changes, and you see it, like, right away. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, he, like, really wants to change. And at no point is he ever like, I need, well, kind of. <laughs> like, like, when he panics. Yeah, when he panics, then he regresses right back to what he was, where it's like, oh, fuck, I need, I mean, I need to just claim this as possible. <laughs> right. Well, I need to at least have some, because I know they're all taken yeah. out. They're going to be taken out from under but no, me. But I love that line where, like, right when he gets fired, he's like, well, fuck, well. I'll take all my clients, but I'll take your clients. Or it's like, geez, now you want even more work. Than, <laughs> than, 140 clients. Yeah, then, then when you said you wanted to work with less people, now you're like willing to work with even more than you had before. I liked that. But like, uh, I don't know. He still, to me, he still kind of came off as smarmy, even when he had that change of heart. Because I think it's just because it's, it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because I remember when I was doing trivia for this, I saw that like, when Cameron Crowe was first working on the script, he wanted Tom Hanks for it. Yeah. I can kind of see where he was coming from, getting Tom Hanks. Yeah. Because I think, like, uh, Jerry Maguire is supposed to be kind of like a transplant into this environment that doesn't seem like he fits. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what... I think Tom Hanks would fit that role more than Tom Cruise would. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise, he gives you kind of like that weird slimy feeling a little bit. <laughs> like, he's not like... He's not like a total slime ball, right? But he still fits in. Where I feel like when you see Tom Hanks like dealing with all these like slimy sports execs, you could be like, you can easily like see him compared to the other people and be like, 
you don't belong here. Yeah. But, I mean, I would also question, though, if it's Tom Hanks. But this is 1996 Tom Hanks. Let me let me backtrack Well, no, this was bit. supposed to be... I, like, I think the fact that I had was, like... Because Cameron Crowe was, like, working on the script for, like, ten years. Yeah. So, like, when he was first working on it, he had Tom Hanks in mind. But then once he finally had it made, then he thought Tom Hanks would be too old to play the role. Right. Well, okay, let's say, like, Tom Hanks was in it. Yeah. I don't think I would be able to buy him as, like, a, a successful sports agent. But I can see him being personable, and I think that's what the that's what the yeah. idea of it would be. Is like, he's someone that's good with people, but he's not made for, like, the business end of it. But at the beginning, though, it's, it's not necessarily that. It's, like, the business aspect of it, and then he changes. Yeah, but he seems... I think Jerry Maguire is supposed to seem like more of like someone that fell into this life where like you can, you can see that he's good at his job, but it's like, you just don't seem like you belong though. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like Tom Cruise does look like he belongs, but then his change of heart makes him do something else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, long story short, I thought the love story was like not needed. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, he could have just had, like, a side girlfriend as, like, a total, like, just side ancillary plot thing going on. I don't on. know. Like, I I didn't like the love story, but I thought if they went a certain way with it, I would have liked it a lot more. Where, like, because I feel like a lot of their relationship is, like, him rebounding because mm-hmm. he just feels, like, completely lonely. Like, no one's there for him and she's there for him. Right. And her, like, being head over heels for a guy that she's never either like a guy that she always falls for or like a guy that she never thought she had a chance with. Cause I don't know. She hints at like what her and her ex-husband were like. Right. But like, you don't really get like a big picture of it. Uh huh. And then he's, he died. Like it was not like they were divorced or anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, well, so then it's like, you don't, you don't even know. Like you'd probably still be with him if he's still alive or whatever. But I don't know. I think I would have liked it a lot more if it was a situation where at the end they kind of come to the realization that like they want each other in each other's lives, but not in a marriage type situation. Yeah. Like come to like a a conclusion where it's like, we're literally with each other for the wrong reasons, but I still want you in my life. Like really hammer home. Like you don't need to be married to so- to married to be so- to someone of the opposite sex to keep them in your lives. Yeah, I mean, I could see like even if it was the same kind of story up until. You know what though? Because like that's not okay. Let me just finish my initial thought first, and then I'm gonna go and renege on it. Okay. <laughs> so like, I don't want to like I hate being like a armchair screenwriter or whatever, and say like what they should have done. But I think because the love story to me wasn't the strongest, just still have Renee Zellweger in there, and she's not also happy at that firm either. And so when he quits and says, anyone coming with me, she goes with him. Yeah. And just like, we're going to go rogue and do whatever on our, make ourselves our own or whatever. Yeah. Then they have to work out of one of each other's homes. And then because of that, like her, like her son is there. He grows attached to the sun, has like a starts like a budding relationship, but that's like kind of going on on the side where it's yeah. not like Renee Zellweger. Anytime it's on her, she has like 
the spotlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always still just on Tom where it's just like, it's not bogged down with that kind of story. Mm -hmm. And at the end, like he gets to grow with uh, Cuba. And at the end, he also gets like the girl and this family now and he becomes wholesome. Yeah. Like I would find that more comforting than having like a whole Renee Zellweger plot on its own. Yeah. Where like, so this is the part I didn't like and I want to renege on it. Like, okay. I thought when she was first introduced at that airport and even on the plane, she comes off as disgustingly desperate. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's feel gross. The thing that I have the most problem with uh, Renee Zellweger's character is like she feels like a female character that has no agency. Yeah. Like she always is pining for him and then whenever something is getting fucked up, she never stands up for herself. Like the people around her stand up for her. Yeah, I don't think she's, like, a super strong no. female character. Like, her sister seems to stand up more for her than she does for herself. Yeah. Like, she's always the one that steps in and is like, don't fuck with her. Or, right. Like, don't do this. And then she just kind of just, like, follows, like, okay, I'll go wherever you go. Yeah. And th- there are a few points where she does stand up for herself yeah, and like for... Yeah, the, like, the, the strongest she came off was when she was like, yeah, we are not we shouldn't be married. And then yeah. she cuts it off where I'm like, thank you. Yes. Yeah. You're you're realizing that you don't need, like he's not a piece of shit by any means, but like it's a shitty relationship. Like he's not treating you like you should be treated, and you're realizing this. But then she totally throws that all away when she immediately takes him back when he shows up at the end. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, gee, so you just didn't, you didn't even mean anything yeah. you said there. <laughs> no, that's why I think like all that Renee stuff can be cut because I thought this movie was going on for a little bit longer. Than I thought it was going to. I like I saw the runtime and I'm like, okay, it's a little over two hours. Yeah. But at one point where I was like, okay, it's got to be kind of like wrapping up here in the next twenty minutes. There was still an hour left. Yeah. And I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah. It, it it's I feel the movie is definitely too long. Yeah. But and because I don't think there's a payoff with the love story at the end, all that kind of stuff can be cut to yeah. trim it up. Yeah. And and. See, I would have liked it a lot more if at the end they just realized that they shouldn't be a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved it so much if, like, he came in and it even, like, builds up where it's going to be, like, this big romantic thing where they're just going to finally get together. And he's like, I want a divorce. And she's like, me too. And we, they hug each other. Where it's like, they realize that they are crucial parts of their lives. Like, we can even say, like, you complete me. I just don't want to be married to you. Because mm. just to go back to that whole thing where it was like, they're surrounded by people that are constantly, like, showing affection to each other. Like they almost kind of feel like pressure that they have to get together. Mm-hmm. And then for them to finally realize at the end that they, sh- that they don't really need to be, but they can still be important parts of each other's lives. Uh-huh. That'd make way more sense than them just forcing this relationship at the very end. Yeah. I never felt like, I don't feel like they have terrible chemistry in this, but I don't feel like they have no great chemistry. I feel like Cuba and, Tom have better chemistry yeah. than him and Renee. And every I'll, and every time him and Renee get together, it's like they love aspects of each other, but just not each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, he loves her son, but then when he gets around her, he's like super awkward and like, all right, I guess we got to go on a date now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I really did like? Jonathan Litnicki and him and Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. They were so charming together. <laughs> and he's Jonathan Litnicki in this is just the quintessential just okay do something cute 
Yeah, <laughs> and he, but he like comes off as like a legitimate, like real yeah kid. Yeah, he talks and acts like a real kid throughout, which I really liked. Like yeah. when they first kind of meet, well, they work at the same place. They play it off like they don't know each other, and they're, yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, I work in the same place." But when they're at the airport, when she thinks she loses him, yeah, and he's like high fiving people as he's riding the freaking <laughs> the bag check. Yeah, <laughs> conveyor which I'm like, belt. Oh, this definitely took place before nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh when uh he's there they're just standing there and he's just like i want to play and he like grabs both their hands and is trying to like swing himself i'm yeah. like and they're just like going on with an adult conversation with like a kid just like hanging off yeah them. like yep. that is so real yeah <laughs> that's the realest thing i've ever seen i love the scene when like he shows up at her at her house drunk and like she's like out like she's just like like, oh my god, he's here, what should I do, what should I do? And he's like fucking prepping herself and trying to make herself look pretty. And he's just sitting on the couch, and then the kid just comes out and sits next to him, and he's like spilling his guts to him. <laughs> right. And he's, he's just like, the human head weighs eight pounds. He's like, you get me, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. This kid is like, like you want to go to the zoo? <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to, the fucking zoo's not open. You said <laughs> he's just like yeah, yeah, I said fuck. He's like just spewing gibberish and Tom Cruise is like, "Man, you're just saying the right things right now, man. You get me." Mhm. <laughs> like but I just I I I love all that shit where it's like he just needs someone to talk to and the kid is like just there uh-huh. listening and it's like, "Man, you're listening, man. You get me." Like, he's a fucking, like, five-year-old kid. <laughs> like, but regardless, I loved any time he was on screen. No, yeah. I thought he, was, he wasn't overused, and he was just, like, at the right moments. Like, even every time he was on screen he would say something, you could see Tom Cruise's face, like, light up. Yeah. Like, you are a fucking bundle of joy right now. Yeah. Well, I think that's just exactly what, like, Jerry Maguire needs. Like, he's just surrounded by people that are just, like, business and this, and we need to get this, and yeah. everything's money-based. Yeah. And then he comes across a kid that's just like, you know how much human head weighs? <laughs> you want to go to the zoo? Or like, he doesn't give a fuck about money. He's just yeah. being a kid. My neighbor has three rabbits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm sure, like, someone like him where, like, he's, like, almost losing faith in the human race, and then this kid comes along and just spews nonsense that, like, just makes you smile. He's like, I just want you around me. I want to hear more of your shit. Yeah. Great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, one thing I found odd is that, um, is Cuba Gooding Jr. supposed to be, like, out of, just out of college? No, I this? think he's been in the NFL for a little bit. Was he? Because I thought he that, was a... Because they even say, like, he said that he's on the tail end of his of his career he feels like i thought in the movie they said he had 10 years left no he's at like the end of a contract when they when he shows up okay because for a while well, he they... said he feels like he has 10 years left in him okay because for i maybe i missed something but like i <laughs> i was like are they is is he supposed to be playing off like he's like a college student getting picked up by the nfl because, no. like, he looks old as fuck. Yeah. No, he's... he's. <laughs> he, I think he definitely comes... He's supposed to come off as, like, an athlete that's been in it for a little bit, at least. Okay. Because I couldn't tell if he was going from, like, Arizona State into the Arizona Cardinals or if he was already in I don't know. the he Arizona He talks up Cardinals. Arizona State all the fucking time in this book. Yeah, that's why I was like, I, I don't... I don't... I couldn't... But, no, he, I think he is... He comes off as, like, he has been playing for a while in the NFL and, like, his contract's about to come up and he needs... 
some good shit to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked all the 96 uh, tech in this. Like, all the la- the big, huge, thick-ass laptop from 1996. Fuck. And all those, like, flip phones that were probably, like, standard, like, state-of-the-art. That Like, the flip phone that had just, like, a small little, like mouthpiece microphone oh, that flipped yeah. out. I'm it looks like, like what? a straw comes out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I've never seen that phone ever. Like, to me, they went from, like, that big brick to, like, just a standard flip phone. Like, they never had, like, anything in between. Yeah. But 1996 was that in-between period where they just were just, like, test running all this odd tech. Yeah. And I just love seeing that. Like, that's the first thing when Chelsea walked in the room. She's like... Look at that fucking laptop. <laughs> it's like, I know. He's been on it all, like, the whole movie. Man, uh, to go back to Renee Zellweger, I could have used a lot more Bonnie Hunt in this. I was digging the shit out of her. Because mm. I, I, I remember one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid was Beethoven. And <laughs> yeah. she plays the mom. And I remember she was fucking awesome as the mom in Beethoven. <laughs> I just wanted more of her in this. Like, she just... She just I was just having fun with her just being the smarmy sister. Mm-hmm. Just being like, don't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fuck with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, just always <laughs> just moving in and just, like, just getting in uh, Jerry Maguire's face. And he's just like, all right, Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, and I really think that uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. did deserve, like, all these awards that he was giving, like, yeah. uh, in the Oscar or the SAG Awards or whatever. Because I think his performance in this is, like, legit great. Yeah. No, he's good in this. I, I, He definitely comes off as, like, a guy who is, like, a little out of touch, mm-hmm. but he still is caring enough where you still like him. Right. <laughs> he does ride that line where he's, like, uh, he just wants that big endorsement deal. Yeah. He's been in sports long enough, just, like, not, like look down on in kind favor. Like, yeah. the, when Tom Cruise finally gets on the commercial for... Like what Chevy? He's like yeah. in that yeah, desert like, with a camel. Yeah. I ain't riding the camel, Jerry. <laughs> Which I got a funny story about the camel is that apparently it was a menace on set and like chased Tom Cruise and bit Cuba Gooding Jr. and then trampled another guy that was on set. So it was like my God. Of All course, for one scene about a commercial. Uh, but no, but the thing is, like even. As as like far out there as Cuba Gooding Gooding comes off in this, like he still comes off as a realist because he's like, mm-hmm. I just need a good contract to write out the rest of my rest of my career so I have money to show for at the end of this. Yeah, like he's a realist where he's like, I got this many years left in me, just use this many years to get me a bitching contract so I can retire with a fuck ton of money so I can provide for my family. Right. He is full of himself, though, and I like that yeah. uh, Jerry Maguire shoots him down near, like, well, right before, like, kind of the third act. Yeah. When he's like, you want the real truth? Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. You're you're kind of shitty, and you are you think you're worth more than you are, yeah. and whatever. Help me help you. Yeah. Uh, There's so many, like, lines in this that are just, like, quotes that people bring up and shit. I think, like, show me the money, and you had me at hello are in the top 50 quotes in AFI. Like oh, it's sure. like 25 and like 52 or something like that. Why like, was it showing the money not, and not, I love black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Because that was said like several times in the movie. I think he says it more than show me the money. (laughs) Uh, Well, how come Shoplift the Pootie didn't make it? (laughs) Why can't Shoplift the Pootie be more... Who knows? Be more in the in the in the cultural zeitgeist. Right. Sh- I shop up to the pootie. And then uh the, yeah, then there's help me help you. All those are like huge things in this. Yeah. Yeah, this is it's definitely a quotable film. Yeah. I wonder what won the Oscar in 90, friggin' ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven it'd be shit, I won't even know. In ninety seven. Forrest Gump? Is that was that did that come out that year? Um the English Patient. Ugh. I've seen that. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I can see that winning. It's sadder. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What else about this movie? I like Cuba in it a lot. Tom was really good in it. Yeah. I, I don't I just liked him and I feel like uh Jerry Maguire and Cuba Gooding's story makes more sense too mm-hmm. where it's like you're watching this guy who's trying to like live a more meaningful life after being surrounded by so much greed and corruption in this sports agent agency and like i feel like his relationship with cuba gooding's character is what drives him more to being more of a human being than renee zellweger's does yeah because their whole story is like they get to a point where he either has to accept a really shitty contract or right. be a free agent and write out the rest of the season to see if he can like drum up a better contract with another team. Right. But it's like he's a receiver and he's super small. Right. So like he's there's a good chance he'll get fucked up and then be, people will be like, "Well, I don't want you at all. You're yeah. a broke down mess." Right. So it's like they're kind of like taking a gamble together, but they're doing it together because it's like if Jerry Maguire was still with his agency, they'd be once he got hit injured, they just cut him off and not fucking pay for any of his shit. Right. But this is Jerry's only client and he needs him. <laughs> right. And Cuba needs Jerry because he's the only one that can ne- negotiate a contract. Right. For when he if he actually like comes to the season and actually shows that he's actually worth the money that he's asking for. Right. So it's like they kind of develop this friendship based on their necessity uh, to succeed with one another yeah to when he finally does when he finally gets to that point where he like drums up enough like notoriety and success that he's able to negotiate this really big contract like it brings them so close together they're like oh fuck we're friends now (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) like we literally like rode through the storm together and now we've come out the other side way more successful than they than we were right we're best friends now. Right. And I like that whole story there. I feel like it's a much better arc. It's, yeah. And like it, whereas like, I don't get any really completion yeah. out of like the Renee In Zellweger In fact, they stuff. almost make that arc try to make him and Renee Zellweger's relationship make sense. Right. Where like, he's just like, yeah, I developed this really cool friendship with Cuba Gooding and it made me realize I love you for some reason. <laughs> where it's like, okay, I guess that makes no sense, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's literally what it is. He just yeah. shows up at her house and is like, yeah, I just, I've developed this really cool friendship with Cuba Gooding Jr. And now I love you, I think. <laughs> okay. Great. I'll take you back. Sure. Uh, he, he had sure, that, Cuba Gooding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I guess that makes sense. 
what what I uh, find peculiar though, like, okay, so like let's say I was Cuba Gooding's wife in this, and at the very end he's on that like little talk show and he's like thanking everybody yeah. for me. He's like, I thank my wife, my kids, my brother, my family, and all this kind of stuff. He's like, and who I want to thank the most is Jerry Maguire, and like gets all teary eyed and stuff about it. I'm like, if I was his wife, I'd be like, motherfucker. No, you are not thanking Jerry Maguire more than me. Granted, probably needs more, su- like, that is true. Yeah. But, like, you don't, just don't do that, but she, right? she sees what he's done for him, though. I know, but, like, if you watch, like, she is just as big of a part in Jerry, in his career as, like, almost Jerry Maguire is. Like, bringing him back down to earth and, like, getting what he needs out of, for, like, a family. Yeah. Like, she's there in those meetings, too. But I think Jerry Jerry Maguire is, like, a perfect storm for him, though. Like, he strikes me as, like, he's an athlete that's been in it long enough where he's not... He wouldn't be, like, a big cash cow right. for, like, an, like, a giant agency like Jerry used to work for. So the fact that he branched off and took him as his client means, like, he's going to work way harder for him than anyone else at that other, at that other sports agent, agency. Right. So I think... I think Jerry does deserve a lot of credit at the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the movie, yes, he yeah. does. But in real life, just say your wife is the best. <laughs> but I think his wife is real is a realist enough where I, I don't think it'd bother her that much. What was uh, really getting to me, though, is like when at the end where he makes that touchdown pass, but he like gets split in half, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> How the fuck did they film that where he didn't get hurt? I was looking... I, I just stumbled upon, like, uh, some trivia for that. Is that it took three stuntmen and, like, several dozen takes to get that right. God. And I'm like, fuck It looks that. like he, like, lands on the back of his neck, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, a believable how... ass, like, you're down for the count type fucking yeah. shot. So, like, I, lo- I loved... That you never really think about this when you're watching football. It's like somebody takes a hard hit like that. Yeah. And then you they have families at home yeah. that are like, holy fuck. And then they cut to like a credit card commercial. I love, I love like, that shit too. Why the fuck did they cut to a credit card commercial? And it's literally like the last thing you want to see when you when you think that your your significant other might be dead. Where it's like, <laughs> I don't want to watch two fucking credit cards play football. <laughs> I want to know if my fucking husband's okay. Yeah, I thought that was a, like <laughs> probably one of the most powerful scenes in the whole movie. Yeah, I really liked that part. No, yeah, I love all that shit, and especially like knowing what's all at stake too. Yeah, where it's like if he's like, even if he if he's injured, he could literally just be like thrown away. Right. Like no one would give a fuck about him. Like his coach would cut him. Right. He wouldn't get another new contract, and he'd right. be this fucking shell of a person with no contract to lean back on. Yep. It's good. Yeah, I, th- this movie does a really good job of like really hammering home like how important it is to like ham like get these contracts put in place before like your next season. That's what I found like the most interesting in this. All like, yeah. the behind the scenes sports stuff, which I usually yeah. don't. Give I don't a give a shit about. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about sports, but like when they do that whole thing where it's like, yeah, we're gonna give you a million and a half dollars over four years, where you're like, that's not a lot of money at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> like a million and a half dollars over four years is like Jesus. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, it's more than I make. Yeah, they're like really fucking <laughs> them, but 
That's for a professional athlete. That's that sucks. Yeah, especially like that's like what you have to live on after you after you retire too. Uh-huh. Like, and the fact that like over those four years, there's no telling like what injuries you'll mm-hmm. you'll come across, or like if you'll be paralyzed or be killed without any kind of money <laughs> to support your family after you're gone. Right. Like they really hammer home like that money is fucking important for like aftercare. Re- yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I like that shit. And I, that's why I think the whole, if they would have just done it where it's like Jerry Maguire just kind of cut it with Renee Zellweger at the end would have made more sense. Because it's like he develops a relationship with, with Cuba Gooding Jr. And kind of realizes what a real relationship's like and realizes that's not anything close to what he had with her. Mm. Where it's just, he's just acting out of loneliness and what he thinks a relationship with a woman is supposed to be regardless of how you feel about her. Yeah. And then it's like, no, I can like you and not want to not have to marry you. Mm-hmm. We can just be, you could literally just be my really awesome secretary that's really close to me. Because I'm always super fascinated by, like, these relationships you see with people where it's, like, it's, like, employer-employee, but you can tell they're way closer than no- than normal employers and employees. Mm-hmm. But yet they don't see the need to, like, have to, like be together or something mm. like you can literally be so far into someone's life and not like fuck them on a regular basis. Mm. And I think that would, that would have been a really cool aspect to like follow in here where it's like, they are super close, but at the end they realize that their relationship needs to be more professional than anything. Mm. So yeah, either one could work. I personally, I think I would like, uh, like a happy family thing better so it's all like on an upswing yeah but i i get like the bittersweet like he's got cuba gooding and like he doesn't necessarily need a relationship but he has a professional one with this renee and that's the thing though it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be sad like it just needs to be a realization that they now real that he now realizes how an actual relationship is supposed to be because even like his relationship with priscilla like presley at the Mm -hmm. at the beginning it seemed like super weird. Where, like, <laughs> and I was shocked to see like how, how uh, graphic this movie got. I guess it w- didn't get super graphic. Not though. graphic, but like I, I guess I forgot that it was rated R. And when yeah. they're like full out banging, and <laughs> never this, stop fucking me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Macy, you are in the room. <laughs> but yeah, even she's like. She kind of has like that weird kind of mentality that he has when he's dating Renee Zellweger, where it's like she is like she doesn't like work for him, but they are definitely on more of a professional basis. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, you're a man, I'm a woman. We have to be in a relationship to really interact with each other. So like, yeah, we're gonna fuck. Yeah, I'm engaged to marry you, but most mostly they're relationship is purely professional yeah which is kind of weird and i feel like that's what he does with renee zellweger where it's like we work together i see you all the time i'm lonely we need to get together we need to have a relationship and Mm -hmm. he comments that it's super inappropriate every once in a while but it's like i mean this is what we do this is this is how relationships are formed you like i want to be close to you but i can't be close to you unless i'm like marrying you Mm mm-hmm like, even when she, like, moves away, it's like, well, then I'm going to marry you then. I guess we have to get married to keep you in my life. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only decision ever. Yeah, but that's how he interacts. And like, that's why I don't think they should end up together at the end because their relationship is so 
toxic. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the only way that it works for mine if I rewrite a chunk of the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But stop uh, being stop being a writer, Troy. <laughs> um. Anyway, overall. I would suggest watching it. If you haven't caught it by now, yeah, I would think you'd, you'd have a pretty decent time with it. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty fun. I, I do say it's a little long. Yeah. There are some moments where it's like, you don't need this. Yeah. But I feel like definitely a lot of like the sports stuff that I thought I was going to be bored with seemed like the most interesting. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, what uh, what kind of grade would you drop on this thing? You know what? I'll give it, uh, I'll give it a pretty high B. I definitely, I was kind of like, really realizing it was getting long at mm-hmm. certain points, but like all the Cuba Gooding stuff was good. Just the Renee Zellweger stuff. I don't think it ended the way I wanted it to. Yeah. I'll give it like a pretty decent B. I was going to go uh B plus. Um, okay. I agree with your sentiments like a hundred percent. Like I came out liking it at the end when it all wrapped up. I was like, that was good. There are parts that I like the whole love story thing. I think is like over, like, um, not overlooked, but it's like, yeah, looked at too strongly compared to the like the rest of the story. Yeah, and there's like some cheesy ass scenes in here too. There's like one where like he just goes to get the car and then she like runs out to him, <laughs> but she's not wearing shoes. <laughs> Did you see that part when like I, I can't recall it off the top of my head. So like they're leaving for their date, and he's uh-huh. like, I'm gonna go get the car, and then she st- she like. Stays behind so she can, like, like fucking, like, glom over her sister. But, like, he's so good with him. He's so good with Ray. I think I love him. The one where she dresses up in that, like, yeah, that she's nice in that, dress. Yeah, she's and... in that nice dress. And then, like, Tom Cruise goes out to get the car. And then she's like, well, I'm, I'm going to stay back a little bit. And then he walks off. And then <clears throat> she just, like, is gloating over how good he is with his son or whatever. And then he runs. Then she's, like, runs out after him. And they play fucking Secret Garden while she's running. They play Secret Garden like four times in the yeah. movie. <laughs> and then they like they rear and then like she's like running super fast and then they rear back and you see she's not wearing shoes where it's like, were you gonna go on your date without wearing shoes? <laughs> you know what also Tom Cruise has like two running scenes in this. Which begs me to question, like when Cuba Gets like knocked out in the end zone. Oh yeah, that's he right. He runs to races the, runs through to the, the stadium. Yep, yep. And then they have one where he like runs in like slow motion on somewhere. I'm like, he must have that in a contract. <laughs> I need to run. Where like people want to see me run. Yeah. I know I'm a gazelle out there. <laughs> Just show the people how good I run. Yeah. So God, he has some smiles in this too, where he shows all of his mouth. <laughs> And that middle tooth? Good lord. How can you not unsee it? When you see that tooth you, that's in the you, middle of his you, face? Did you pull out the middle tooth when you were watching it? You, did you yeah! like zoom in? There's a like, few times. Oh, the like, middle tooth! Because like he's always kind of shot at like a three-quarter view, but there's yeah. some points where he's like pr- like full on, and it's like... The fucking middle I tooth. See that fucking middle tooth, man. <laughs> you can't hide it from me, Cruz. For those of you that have not listened to our previous shows, we have Troy found an article where they point out that Tom Cruise has not two front teeth, but one middle tooth. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a tooth directly in the middle of his face. Yeah. And Troy is now obsessed with it. <laughs> you can't unsee it. Look it up. It's real. <laughs> the symmetry is off. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Scientology can't fix that shit. 
Or maybe that is perfection. Oh my god! <laughs> you have just made me go clear. Oh no! <laughs> Do I have a middle tooth? <laughs> oh shit. But anyway, yeah, there we go. Jerry Maguire. There we have it. In our fourth tourney finals. Yeah. So... Fairly, now that now that we're well. at four, how do we rank them? How how you ranking them, Troy? You're gonna have to remind me what all they were. We got, we got UHF, UHF. We got Tombstone. Okay. We got Falling Down, and we got Jerry Maguire. Um, I got mine. I can do mine real quick if you want me to do mine first. Go ahead. Uh, I'll definitely say Falling Down is still number one for me. Okay. Uh, number two, I'll probably say Jerry Maguire. I was kind of, I was. Kind of going back and forth, back and forth between that and Tombstone, but I'm definitely I think I'm leaning more towards Jerry Maguire. Okay. Then three Tombstone, and then number four is UHF. Okay. I might. Uh, I think mine's a little different. I think I like Jerry Maguire the most. Really. Ah, falling down was pretty good though. Yeah, I was, I really dug falling down. On rewatchability, though, I'm going to go like the... I, I think I'd rewatch Jerry Maguire okay. more than Falling Down. Gotcha. Even though I liked Falling Down, so that's why it's giving Jerry Maguire the edge. Yeah. Then Falling Down, then UHF, and then Tombstone. Gotcha. For whatever reason, I don't think Tombstone really struck a chord with me. I, don't, I had an I, idea I of what it was in my head, yeah. and then it was not that. I wasn't the biggest fan of Tombstone, but I, I like more of the performances in it. I think some of like like I think Doc Holliday is still I I still like even though he's not that likable in the movie. Yeah. I still like Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Yeah, I agree. I really I I'm surprised I like UHF more than you cuz I thought we would be on the same page with that. I, I just, I just think love the absurdity too, of it. It's absurd but it's just so cheesy and it's so all over the place. Like it definitely gets to a point where it's like we're not even making a movie right now. We're just doing skits. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, but I I love it. I don't know why. That's just uh, different strokes, I suppose. Yeah, man. I guess I'm just more mature than you. Whatever. That could be true. <laughs> um. So yeah, there we go. Is there anything else uh, you've been into this last week? Um, I watched the Ike Barinholtz written and directed film, The Oath. Okay. And uh, I I liked it, but there. I feel like it's split into two different movies that I think I would have liked separately. Mm, I don't know much about this at all. Oh, well, um, I only started, I only watched it because he was on an episode of Comedy Bang Bang where, like, he kind of explained it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But it's like, Ike Barinholtz plays, like, this guy who is living in an alternate, like, United States where, for some reason, the president just put out this thing where it's like, there's no there's no penalties behind it. I just want you to sign this oath that says that you're going to swear your ultimate allegiance to me. There's like I'm I'm not going to arrest you. I'm not going to like do anything like I'm not going to like make it so that's your you're illegal or whatever. Like I'll just I'll throw in like a few tax incentives if you sign it, but you don't need to sign it. Then he puts it out and he gives them like a year to sign it. And then uh like the due date to sign it was like Black Friday, like the next year. So now and they fast forward to like like four days before Thanksgiving and they show like how everything is like kind of falling apart in the country where everyone is like, 
oh shit, so we should we sign it? Like like if we if it comes down to this day and we haven't signed it, are, is there gonna be penalties? Or are they gonna like throw stuff on us that we didn't know was gonna happen and shit like that? And like it kind of like points as like Ike Barinholtz plays like this guy who's like super obsessed with the news, like. He's super liberal, but he's, like, always, like, obsessed with the news and, like, always brings up, like, political talk at, like, the dinner table where, like, his one brother is, like, super conservative and, like, always all about, like, the oath and, like, how people should sign it. Mm -hmm. And, like, even though he he doesn't bring it up, like, Ike Barinholtz is always, like, so you signed, like, right away, didn't you? And then, like, just, like, starts this huge (laughs) fucking, like, this huge fucking argument with him and his family where I thought it was, like, interesting because it was, like, it kind of points out, like, how even though we like, live in, like, a tumultuous, like, politically charged environment right now, like, he kind of points out, like, how liberal people can be dickheads around this time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, starting fights that aren't really warranted. Yeah. Where it's, like, he'll, like, legit, like, starts conversations where it's, like, man, we're just sitting down having dinner and now you're, like, calling me a fucking asshole because of my fucking political beliefs. Can we just have, like, one nice day uh-huh. <laughs> where it's like, he's that guy that just can't let it go. So I thought that was a really cool take on it. But then he, then like the second half turns into like this weird thriller where like these two agents show up to like question him. And then it turns in like this like situation that goes from bad to worse. And it just keeps escalating where like he never goes back to like his initial thing that he was commenting on. He just turns it into like this, like, bad to worst scenario where you're like, I kind of want you to go back to that. But then that part's cool too. (laughs) So when it's like, I just, I just wish it was two different movies. I just kind of wish that you would have stuck to this one thing and not just gone off to this other plot thread and, and just throw away, completely throw away the plot thread from the beginning. Is this like a drama? It's like a weird, like he has like comedy aspects in it, but they do have like, dramatic aspects where it's like oh I'm, i kind of see want to see where this goes mm. so yeah i, I don't hate it I, it has like really cool concepts here and there and i i it makes me kind of want to see what he does next because there was some stuff in there that like was really tense and like some funny moments too like there's like a scene where like he's having like this like really like dramatic conversation with this guy but he's like injured and mm-hmm. they're in this car and he's like you threatened my family I just want you to know that whatever. And then like the guy that's driving, like hits speed bumps and the guy's like, Oh, like, Jerry, can you like slow down? Like, <laughs> man, I'm trying to do have this big thing. And he's like, man, I'm going five miles an hour. I can't focus. <laughs> like he'll like, you'll like cut the tension of all these like dramatic scenes. where there's like a weird, like thing that just comes out of nowhere. Uh-huh. So like, I don't know. I, I, I like his, his style. I, I want to see what he does more with it. And I want to see maybe like a movie where it has like one continuous plot thread as opposed to like, he kind of cuts it in half. Okay. All right. So check out the oath if you want to, it's pretty good. Where's it at? Well, you can get on Amazon. You can rent on Amazon. Fucking disc Lord. It's on the, you can rent it on Amazon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? And that's, that's it. Uh, well, speaking of Baronholtz. Yeah. Um, me and Chelsea have been kind of getting through a show. I've just been watching it sporadically. Superstore. Yeah. Um, it's from a few producers of The Office. Okay. And it's about like this group of people that just work at like, like a Walmart. Yeah. Pretty much. Like They've a got Sam's everything. Yeah. Kind of thing. 
and it's like their whole like employee relationship there and they got a quirky boss and all that kind of stuff i think it's it's funny uh john Barinholtz, his brother plays a part in the show after like a couple seasons okay because me and chelsea were both like that guy sounds and has the cadence of ike Barinholtz, (laughs) and he kind of looks like him he's like the discount ike Barinholtz, (laughs) even though he's a little bit more handsome (laughs) and i looked it up i'm like oh it's his brother but like so after that like I, you cannot like unsee just him and his brother oh, yeah. riffing all the time and like that's now their style like they're both could be interchangeable oh i'm, I'm sure yeah so but uh it's good it's like not i don't think it's as as good as the office but i really like i like it it's good it's just good to have on in the background it's funny it's light oh yeah you don't there's like an ongoing kind of like will they won't they plot thread. Yeah. Like in any like sitcom really, but like it's good. I think it's fun. I don't yeah, that's pretty much what me and Molly do with Mary with Children. We just kinda of play it in the background if we're doing something else. Yeah. Uh Chelsea's been watching it more religiously than I have and I've just been catching episodes here and there. Oh, but... no, she's praying to it. Yeah. <laughs> she has a shrine. Yeah. She, Superstore. <laughs> she made a hair doll of America Ferrera in it. <laughs> But it's uh, it's good. I, I I think it's pretty fun. So if you if you're ever interested in it, go ahead and check it out. I think it's on. I think we're watching it on uh, Hulu. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen it. It's on Hulu. Um. Also, uh, there's this YouTube channel that I just uh, found through another one. It's like a kind of a cooking channel, but it's more deals with like scientific aspects of things too. On like why a certain thing does this when you cook okay which makes it uh interesting it's called what's eating dan yeah and uh there's just been a few episodes of like him making ice cream what makes like a perfect consistency like same thing with cookies same thing with like mashed potatoes burgers whatever and he like kind of gives like a brief history of it and like what makes scientifically when you break it down what makes it would be perfect like there's one where i that i was introduced to him with bagels yeah where like apparently like if you use the water from new york then the new york bagels are like legitimately fine yeah. like the perfect i would say but if you use it from like colorado the water's different so the ph's differ Jesus. so there wouldn't be like the same kind of bagel when he tested he's like no it's fucking water like <laughs> it doesn't make any difference in the taste or texture or anything it's like, like the that. Mythbusters of food <laughs> kind of but it's like it doesn't go always that in 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 depth yeah but like i think it's kind of fun and they're only like six minutes long too That's so cool yeah it's kind of cool fun it is fun joel <laughs> and then i also just read uh like maybe 30 issues of Doom Patrol. Yeah. Which I think you would actually really like. Okay. I uh, am doing a live stream. If you're listening to this today on the first, wait, what is Thursday's 31st. Date? 31st of January, 2019. Yeah. I'm doing a live stream tonight, 8 p.m. Central. Oh, boy. About the first two trades of Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. If I can gotcha. be any more specific, I would kill myself. <laughs> For Imperious Rex. Yeah. Um, I just finished it today. I think it's... If you've ever read any more Grant Morrison stuff, this is kind of 
similar, but unlike it. Because Grant Morrison takes continuity pretty seriously where anything that's ever happened in Batman since its inception to now yeah. is all canon. Yeah. Nothing ever is ever written out of canon at all. He'll, all, he'll work it all in. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, he just is weird for the sake of weird. There's no deeper meaning to it. Like, it's just weird things happening and these weird group of heroes are the ones that need to fix the problems. <laughs> and I find it very fun. Okay. I think because of just the quirkiness, and if you could, if you're not hooked by like the first like two or three issues, then I don't think you you won't enjoy it. But there's like further on in like the second trade, the Doom Patrol are are tasked to find this painting that can absorb reality. Jesus. So somebody painted this painting that if you look at it, it's just this painting of a painting of a painting of a painting of a painting into infinity. Yeah. And it ate Paris. Oh God. And so they try to investigate it and they get sucked into the painting and in it, it went through like futurist surrealism, cubism, all this kind of painting styles until they go on further, further down into this painting until yeah. they find their like nemesis in there. Yeah. And then they defeat them and they eventually get out and they save the day or whatever. Jesus. But like, it's just weird avant-garde abstract ideas like that, that really have no deeper meaning. If you look yeah. into it, it's just like, no, I thought it was a fun idea. I'm just going to do this. Like, they deal with the absurd and I think it's super fun. Yeah. Whereas in like, maybe like a Batman story, he'd be like, yeah, the sixties when they had like all that wham pow stuff, like in the sixties, that's because he was probably on a ton of acid. <laughs> like they don't make any kind of explanations. It's just weird for weird. And I, and I like it. So I don't know if, if right now, if you have Comicsology Unlimited, you can read all of Grant Morrison's run. Which I mean, who doesn't? I mean, really. <laughs> if it's only five bucks a month, but if you sign up for one month, uh, you can read all of his Grant Morrison's run for free. Oh wow! Essentially, because it's all included in that yeah. five dollars subscription. Yeah. So if you're into it, check it out. Otherwise, you can buy the trades on Comicsology too, and I think there's like a whole omnibus or whatever that'll yeah. cost you more money, but. Like, it's, I think it's a good read. Like, yeah. it's not for everyone, but I th- I th- actually think you would like it. Okay. It'd be a stretch for me to try to get you to actually read it. Yeah. But once you're in it, you th- I think you'd be like, this is a fun idea. Yeah. So, hmm. that's just me gauging that. Hmm. That's me being a realist. The whole painting thing reminded me of something. Did you see anything for that movie coming on Netflix, Velvet Buzzsaw? No. I, I mean, I only am familiar with the name is all. Yeah, I guess it's it's getting made by the same guy that made Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. and it has a Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And it's like about like pieces of art that kill people, but it's like framed in a way where I'm kind of intrigued by it. Okay, like they frame it in a way where it's like people are like so like stupid when it comes to art that they just think that the dead bodies are art. <laughs> oh my god! Or I'm like <laughs> I'm kind of curious by this now. <laughs> All right, um. I'm trying to think of another arc in this that I would try to get to hook you. Like, there's a, a a main character in this where she has... It's kind of like Legion. And I was going to look up to see which one came first. 
Legion or this, because this was made in like 83, I think. But, um, maybe, it, maybe it's not that early. Anyway, regardless, it doesn't matter. But like every different personality has a different superpower. Yeah. And one character ends up diving into her subconscious and sees the mapping of all of her different personalities, which she has like hundreds of personalities. Oh shit. And so she, he gets to see like which one comes out when she's scared, which one comes out when she's uh, angry, which one is the only one that uh, like inflicts pain, which one is the only one who takes pain, oh, shit. what her real personality is and why she's never come out in so long <laughs> since she's been five years old. Like it's, like it's a cool, and it's all, cool. and it's all done by like, there's a personality that just is a personality within her own subconscious that drives a subway train to these other personalities. Oh shit. To like compartmentalize all this kind of stuff. And it's like kind of like a big heavy idea, but it's made simplistic in this like kind of platform. No, I like that. And yeah. it's I think it's it's like one of the more fun issues and you get to see like what's going on inside this person's brain yeah. and it's really good. Anyway, enough about Doom Patrol. Well, while you're talking about Imperius Corrects, I did watch your Watchmen uh episode and I enjoyed it. Oh, very good. much. Especially like for me that just kind of read it casually and then you guys really dive into like the minutia of like all of the like weird foreshadowing they have throughout. Like, I never really I never really cared to look into that, but now but when you guys talked about it I was like, "Oh shit, that's kind of cool." Now yeah. I kind of want to like look into all this stuff. Yeah, personally, I didn't I've read it like four or five times, so like yeah. I didn't go back and reread it again, but Dave did. And so he was picking out things as he was reading, and I just was doing some research in the background, and I found, like, an unofficial sequel that Alan Moore wrote, yeah. kind of, and, yeah. like, all this other stuff. But we don't even really get into the plot of the book, because everyone has probably read it at this point. Yeah, if you've read Watch, don't watch it if you've never read Watchmen, because you'll be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. But it's really fun to kind of, as a companion piece, if you've watched, if you've read it, to be like, oh shit, Yeah. There's a lot of things in there. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot yeah. of shit in this book. They cram stuffed a lot of stuff in there, and there's a. Uh, it's good. It's still good. Yeah. Even though people like to dog on it for being like the super popular thing, like it's still really good. Yeah. So anyway, check out Imperius Rex. What do I, what do I say? 31st of January. Yeah. <laughs> for a live stream, and then check out all the other videos too. Yeah. But more on this, JT. This review Woo. review show. Yeah. We're wrapping it up. So if people want to wrap it up with you, we're going to do so. Practice safe sex at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not? Bucky for everyone on Snapchat. Troy. Raw dog me at Troy to the max on Twitter. You can also do us dirty at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Wait a minute, Troy. Save the save the rest of your uh, of your uh, plugs. I'll, I'll uh, secret guard the rest of your plugs. Okay. Here we go. Go for it. You can also listen to us at facebook.com slash reviewreviewpod. And on our hosting site, we have all of our new and past episodes at reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. Why don't you just listen to us on iTunes? And if you do so, rate and review us there, because if you like it, that helps other people find the show. <laughs> Perfect! <laughs> you can God damn it. I can't even hear the song, so I'm just hoping it's no, good. No, you, you hit it right on the money. It was perfect. 
<laughs> We're also on other platforms such as like Stitcher and Spotify and YouTube and Google Podcasts. So we're all we're all on everything here. If you want to write into the show, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. So that's the Fantastic. show. Well, for Monday, we're starting a mini series mm-hmm. for this month where uh, if you haven't heard from our last Monday show, Troy is being driven crazy by the film <laughs> The Boss Baby. Yeah. Because his wonderful daughter, Macy the Max, is obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. So we are taking it upon ourselves to find a film that is streaming on either Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu. Mm-hmm. Or HBO. Or HBO. Yeah. We'll keep that in mind, too. For uh, what can we get Macy the Max hooked on that is not Boss Baby <laughs> Yes. to save Troy from himself? Mm-hmm. And for our first episode of this series that I am offhandedly titling Operation No Baby, <laughs> we are practicing the... Sun Tzu method of the art of war, where we we are Getting knowing know our, our enemy, knowing our enemy, <laughs> and we are going to review the enemy, the boss baby, mm-hmm. to find out what do we need to incorporate in these films to get her hooked off of boss baby. That's right, and so that'll be every Monday is going to be a suggestion. Either from you, the audience, myself. Yep. yep, I've got some in mind. Um, so that'll be a fun little project. There you go. That I can actually sit down after work and try to force her to read. Yep. Because then I'll also tell you if she was into it or not. There you go. It'll be a fun little deal. So we got a got a small uh mini series for all you out there. So send us your suggestions. What films are streaming right now on either Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, or HBO mm-hmm. that we can get. Macy the Max hooked on. Mm-hmm. That might have the same aesthetic as Boss Baby, but all, but be good. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> so check out uh... check out a review of Boss Baby for our new mini ser- series Operation No Baby. Yes, coming up this Monday. Um, and then what? Uh, you mentioned something I think on last Monday's show. What do we got coming up for the big shows on Thursdays? Oh, so uh, next Thursday. We are doing our series, I'm entitling Teddy Bear, mm-hmm. because we are talking about the Lego movie, Lego Movie 2, and then Paddington, Paddington 2. So we're starting off with the original, one of my favorite movies of a year that it came out. <laughs> Whatever year that was. Yeah. The Lego Movie <laughs> uh-huh. for next week. Okay. There you go. Leading into the sequel that's coming out in theaters in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. the Lego Movie 2, colon... The second part. <laughs> yes. And then, because I rated it so high in yeah. my best of yeah. 2018 we got to find out what all the hubbub's about. So we're going back to its original of Paddington and then ending the month with Paddington 2. So almost all of, well, all, no, of, February. all of February all of is February like is family-friendly films. Yep. Yeah. we're. I'm going to need to find... We need to like review something super hardcore for March or something. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna like really drive myself crazy with a bunch of ch- kids' films over the next uh, month. You wouldn't even imagine what crazy is, man. Yeah, for yeah, for you it's gonna be a walk in the park. <laughs> but for me, I'm like, I need to hear someone say fuck in a movie real fast. 
Like, oh, we watched uh, Boss Baby again? What do I care? I'm only dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably join you in the dead inside club by the end of this month. Oh, my. So, yeah, Let's that see. sounds like a fun, fun-filled February. There you go. Triple family, F. a family-friendly February. There we go. Uh, so there we have it. So, until Monday, where we get to know our enemy... Yeah. I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JD3K. And until Boss Baby, we are off. <laughs>